Christmas from the Royal Podcast of Oz. This year we present Elfling Mom's little story. She fills the Colonel's stocking and talks to the charity ball. This series ran in Elfling Bomb's newspaper, The Aberdeen Saturday Pioneer. This particular story appeared on December 27, 1890. The series told of the hijinks of Mrs. Bilkins and her boarders and the talk she would have of the town. I say, Colonel, shouted our landlady at the head of the front of the stairs, if you want to see what's in your sock and eat the pancakes while they're smoking, just rustle a little and come down to breakfast. What's that? demanded Tom as he came downstairs. Has the Colonel been hanging up his stocking? Nothing of the kind, growled the veteran making his appearance. Don't let Mrs. Bilkins make a fool of you. They entered the dining room, and there, sure enough, was a military-looking stocking hung by the mantle and bulging out in a suspicious way. Ahem! remarked the colonel, turning red. Where did that sock come from? Well, replied our landlady reluctantly, as she looked fondly upon the colonel's manly form, it might have come out of the mending, but the presence is from Santa Claus, sure. Open it, said the doctor, entering the room. Open it, laughed Tom, and we'll see what the saint has sent you. The colonel looked at it from one to the other with a puzzled air. If this is a brutal joke, he suggested, someone will die. But if it's a kind of like Mrs. Bilkins, why, I'm bound to accept it gratefully. Our landlady smiled and blushed and blew her nose on her apron with an embarrassed air. You know, Colonel, she murmured, that you always was my favorite, not as you pay your board so mighty regular as you might, but you always treats me as a gentleman should treat his landlady, and I flatters myself I know what good man when I sees him. The Colonel bowed mechanically. Examine it, do, he urged Tom, referring to the stocking, for we're getting hungry. The colonel unpinned the neatly mended sock and took out a small parcel which he opened with a trembling hand. It contained a yellowish-looking cigar, which he laid upon the table and Tom pocketed promptly. The next production was a gaily decorated blotter bearing the inscription, If you love me as I love you, no knife shall cut our love in two. Tom laughed, the doctor coughed, and the colonel wiped the perspiration from his brow and made another dive at the sock. This, said he, must be meant for a pint wiper. Nothing of the kind, protested Tom indignantly. It's a lock of hair, and it looks awfully like Mrs. Bilkins. The colonel darted a fierce glance at him and dropped the memento in the coal hod. Alan Lee stopped getting and looked solemnly out the window. Boys, said the colonel desperately, let's postpone the rest till New Year's. By no means, replied the doctor. I am very interested, and in, you know, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And there's no good doctor in the neighborhood to cure it, murmured our landlady. Go on, said Tom. I think the next is a doll. No, said the colonel, examining the article amusingly. It's a picture of Ed Lowe. What on earth makes his pockets bulge out so, inquired the doctor. I suppose, replied the colonel, that he was still secretary of the county committee when that was taken. That air, broken out landlady, was all a mistake. Ah, uh, that is Santa Claus. Must have got hold of the wrong picker in the dark. Then he should certainly apologize to the colonel. What's this? That, replied our landlady with interest, is a great thing. You can use it for a watch key, a hand opener, a manicure set, a bread toaster, a watch thumb, or a corkscrew. I bought it at 33 and a third percent off, and... 
You bought it, shouted the colonel. Now let me ask you, madam, by what right you inflict blotters and cigars and watch charms and locks of hair upon an inoffensive man? Have I ever done anything to warrant? But our landlady had flown to the kitchen, and when she came back with red eyes and a plate of steaming cakes, a quarter of an hour afterwards, the donations to Santa Claus had disappeared, and the doctor was reading the paper, and Tom teasing the cat, and the colonel looking out the window with an air as if wholly unconscious of the late unpleasantness. Finally, all like Mrs. Bilkins, and a truce had been patched up with the colonel, at least until breakfast was over. How would you like the charity ball? inquired the doctor as the landlady poured out the coffee. Well, it were considerable high dink, she replied as the sunshine of her smile broke through the, her clouded face. But I didn't stay long because it were so mixed, and Charlie Edward jumped on my toes so hard that I could not dance another step. But Mrs. Jones's hired gal said she never had so much fun in her life, and there was all the high-toned and the low-toned, just mixed up like a hasty pudding for sweet charity's sake. And the society made a heap of money, too. Although some cranky ones said the orchestra got half the receipts, and Hazeltine half, and the poor the other half. I seed a good many there that I know ain't paid their board bills for weeks. But as long as it were for charity, they're excusable for blowing in a dollar that way. Music by Kevin McLeod of www.incompetech.com.